Welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Justine. You really liked that. That was an intro. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we wrestling now. All you just, all you need for me to apparently give a good intro is to have like eight or nine things happen mm-hmm. in the morning mm-hmm. that just like completely off put everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm avoiding some stressful emails myself. I'm like, no, it's too Monday. <laughs> Why? Why? No me gusta. This is the first time we've recorded in a Monday in a long time. Yeah. It's not cutaways approved. No, cutaways approved is like weekends. Yeah. We chill. No worries. We do it tomorrow. <laughs> it is tomorrow. It's tomorrow. That's our brand. Let's <laughs> just be terrible. What a shitty brand. Right? I mean, at least we're we're consistent. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. They like this. Be consistent. Uh, yeah, because we're consistently watching rom-coms in chronological order and hating every minute of it. No, not every minute. 90% of it. Every other minute. Every other, yeah. Today we're talking about 2002's Crossroads. They're very excited about this. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> I have a goal. Oh, dear. My goal is... I want to find something I like about this, you know? Because of how much the universe hates it? Yes. To offset that? Yes. I mean, we're going to talk about it and when we get into, like, the information on it. Yeah. But that's my thing. I want to find something I like about it. I don't know if you will. But it's a goal. (laughs) Okay. I'm just making sure that you have no false expectations. I... (laughs) Don't. That's why I'm just framing it as a goal, you know, and if it doesn't happen, whatever. It's not an expectation of like, I will find something I like about it, you know? It's the journey. <laughs> Valid. I don't know what's wrong with me. I was slightly hungover. Too much wine with Dan Dan the party man. The cinnamon roll. <laughs> Here's the information from IMDb. Three childhood best friends and a guy they just met take a road trip across the country, finding themselves and their friendship in the process. I feel like in reality, they should be dead. Because the guy they just met is a serial killer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just love finding themselves and their friendship. I'm like, yes. That's my favorite description for anything. It's a good description. Does it actually happen is the question. I hope so. I mean, like, what else? What what could happen? It's Thelma and Louise plus somebody else. It's Thelma and Louise plus uh, a third wheel yeah. and Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what this movie is. This movie stars Miss Britney Spears. Shout out to Britney, who we previously saw in the You Drive Me Crazy music video that Ashley replicated on our Patreon. It's official. Yeah. It exists. Yeah. Also in this movie, Anson Mount and Zoe Saldana. Just cause. Yeah. Well, Zoe, you know, she broke out her breakthrough role in Center Stage, which we love her for. Yes. And then continued on in the teen franchise here before, you know, being the sci-fi queen that we know her today and love her for, you know? She's a really good Gamora. Yeah. Yeah. She's in that. She's in the, the Star Trek. Oh, she's Trek. in the Star Trek. Uh-huh. 
She's in everything. She's in Avatar. She's right. She's in every fucking major franchise, I think. She's not in Star Wars yet. yet. (laughs) But she's But it's possible. Yeah, she's already hit the Marvel. She's already hit the the Trek, so it's She needs a DC Mm -hmm. and Star Wars. She's just collecting them all. Yeah. Love her. This movie was directed by Tamara Davis. She directed music videos and such back in the day. And this was written by Shonda Rhimes. This is the first Shonda Land. Yep. <laughs> this is what she was doing before everything <laughs> yeah. took off on ABC. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody starts in rom-coms. This is true. Everybody. And rounding out our ladies, the editor, Melissa Kent. This just was a, a vagina fest. I know. See? See, look at the positivity. <laughs> they were like, we've got this shitty ass movie with Britney Spears. It's going to fail. Let's give it to the women because we hate women. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you took the positivity and made it like nosedive there. Well, it's, that's just the real Hollywood that's how it happened. But I'm sure the women were like, yeah. That's the real Hollywood stories behind the, the music. Yeah. <laughs> There's a behind the music on the movie. Because it's Britney Spears. Yeah. The first assistant editor uh, was Alexis Seymour. The assistant editor was Andy Kaysen Bergman. And the apprentice editor, colon film, <laughs> was Matthew O. Murphy. So I think besides young Matthew here... Is a continuation of the Vagina Fest. Yep. Is that, is that what you called it? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, they call them sausage parties, and I just right. wanted to be more crass. What is... It's like the... Uh, it's, it's like the peach party. But that's butts. Okay. Okay. What is vagina? Taco. Taco party. Taco party. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> We're five minutes in. <laughs> It's our brand. It's our brand. Everything's our brand. That we're terrible and we talk about... No, we talk about penises more. That's what I tell everybody. We do talk about penis a lot. (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know what I tell everybody. You just tell everybody we talk about dick. Yeah. (laughs) Listen to our podcast. (laughs) We rate penises. We don't. We never have. No, we never will. (laughs) This movie... Is an hour and 33 minutes. Oh, it sounds like the perfect length. It's the... T- <laughs> you see? <laughs> you see? <laughs> don't say what we don't do. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to everyone who has written a review and said nice things about us. <laughs> this movie has a 3.4 out of 10 IMDb rating, making it the number 44... <laughs> Lowest rated movie on IMDb <laughs> with a 27 meta score as well. Yeah, there's actually, it, 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 it pops up if it's on a list. It's like, <laughs> hey, did you know that everybody thinks this movie sucks? <laughs> like, Thanks. Now let's go to the awards section. <laughs> Welcome to the Razzies at the 2003 Razzies. This film was a nominee in several well, categories. Well, so for people who don't know what the Razzies oh, are. Oh, yes. So every year, Mm -hmm. the day after the Oscars, they have the Razzie Awards, which is for the worst Mm -hmm. of the worst that Mm -hmm. Hollywood has presented. Yes. Which, fun story, the year that Sandra Bullock won her Oscar for The Blind Side, Mm -hmm. 
she won next day won the Razzie Award mm-hmm. for About Steve. Mm. And she went. Yeah, girl. And got it. <laughs> Normally they don't show up. Normally no one shows up. No one cares about the Razzies. Yeah. But Sandy, she she took it in stride. Nice. So this this film was a nominee for Worst Picture, Most Flatulent Teen Targeted Movie, Worst Director, Tamara Davis, Worst Screenplay, Shonda Rhimes, Worst Song for the song Overprotected, and Worst Screen Couple for Britney Spears and Anson Mount, also known as whatever his name was. Now, this also was a winner in two categories. Britney Spears won for Worst Actress. was also tied with Madonna for Swept Away. All the pop stars. Yep. And this also won Worst Original Song for the song, I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. (laughs) Ah, the Razzies. (laughs) Thus concludes the information... On Crossroads. On Crossroads, where everything is going against it, going, you know, into our viewing. We're either going to really love it or really fucking hate it. I just want to find something (laughs) I like about it. Just one little nugget of like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We did the on the line movie, which people like, so we're doing the Brit. Brit, Brit. Yeah. Brit, 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 Brit. Are you ready? Because I can do magic now. Yeah. Is that what? Alexa, turn on the TV. Everything turns on. Okay, bye. Bye. I, I feel like, I feel like I just witnessed a, not a murder, but like, um. I feel like I just watched E! Hollywood Stories. Like, this is just how everybody treated Britney Spears. Yes. (laughs) Very much the the exploitation of Britney Spears in front of your eyes. I'm like, I now understand. Oh, the I mental am- breakdown. I mean, I understood it then, but we all knew. We all <laughs> we all know that fucking Britney had every right to have a mental breakdown yeah. because her life is shit because she has no control over it contractually. Yeah, because she started so young. Yeah. And they taken away all of her legal counsel over herself. Yeah. But that, that was after this. But you can see it. You see it forming. Yeah, you can see it here. Just so much exploitation, exploitation. And you're just like, this makes me very uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, the movie is bad. Story-wise, it is horrible. Yeah. It, tr- it tried to be Coyote Ugly. It yes. Was, they just were like, mm-hmm. taking Coyote Ugly notes at that it's like Spears on it. yeah, Coyote Ugly meets uh, Thelma and Louise mm-hmm. meets Shonda. R- L- yeah, rhymes like also man baby. Why was he even in this? Ben, whatever his name was. <laughs> Funny, that's the the, the Razzie. The dude. Razzie. Yeah, like who? Uh-huh. Why is this guy? What's his name? I mean, I know that was only an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. But that felt like eternity. <laughs> Like, seriously, no. I feel like it's, like, 5 o'clock right now. It, yeah. It is not. It's 2.30. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's that's a movie to digest. Is it, though? And then get, like, ulcers. And yeah. It's, it, well, no. Let's not do the ulcer thing. We've already done that this year. I'm kind of over it. Okay. It was a little tragic. Did you find a good thing about it? Um, 
Did I find a good thing about it? <laughs> Hold on, I'm thinking. I like that Pensataki <laughs> teaches teaches Zoe Saldana to punch. Because she's like, because I think every woman should be able to throw a punch. Valid. Yeah? Valid. Yeah. I felt offended by this movie. You did. You You were... You were much more feeling the pain than I was, I think. It's like, oh, look, we're giving the women a movie and we're going to throw every female-centric theme into the pot. Mm -hmm. Slap Britney Spears' face on it. And all the teenage girls are going to love it. And the boys. Uh, The boys, well. The first 10 minutes, she's naked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's all they wanted. You I kind of put that out of my brain. No, yeah. That is just, you pop this movie in hoping to masturbate to Britney Spears, and you got it. You got it in the 10 minutes. Yep. You're done in 10 minutes, buddy. Go to sleep. You are complete. Yeah. You did, they didn't even have to, like, tuck it, hide it away in, like, the... She didn't... She wasn't even doing anything. Like, she was just dancing around her bedroom in her underwear, singing to God knows what song. And then Dan Aykroyd shows up. Dan Aykroyd. Okay, so it's about three friendships. Girls who have, like, over the years fallen apart because they have found in themselves a trope. (laughs) There's the smart one, which is Brittany. There's the popular one, which is Zoe. And then there's the trailer trash, which is Taryn Manning. Yeah, Mimi. Mimi. Which is kind of sad to see that she's playing the same character. Like, for Orange is the New Black, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's essentially playing an extension of that character from Crossroads. Yeah. I mean, out of all of them, she really was the one who felt the most not stock character. Like, she Mm -hmm. felt like a real person. Yeah. Even uh, Zoe Saldana, like, I get their backstory. It just really didn't fit. Like, she was... Her mom was like a pageant queen or yeah. something like that, and so was just like abused for being an overweight child and set to, sent to fat camp for years and years. And just her, it, it could have been more a focus on someone who essentially hates her body, but they didn't. They didn't go <laughs> that route. No, but it felt like they were going to. Yeah, but instead they tacked on the the cheating fiance, the the what's his face from Bring It On. Yeah. Who also conveniently was the same, same guy, guy who raped her who raped her friend, who raped uh, Mimi there. Yeah. It felt that was too convenient that that guy is a 100% the rapist. He's the rapist and he's cheating on his fiance. It's it <sighs> How evil can you be? Yeah. I just felt like I was getting thrown information but not having any type of feeling connected to it Mm -hmm. like there's the old adage show don't tell there was a lot of telling here there was a lot of exposition on backstory and feeding you know the audience these things that could be very easily shown Mm -hmm. i think better i didn't feel like we needed kim cartel as a day player i felt more like this should be an exploration of the friendship 
like falling apart and coming back together mm-hmm. yeah. after graduation yeah rather than a fulfillment of their quote-unquote dreams wishes wish it whatever yeah <laughs> like they put their wishes in a box and then forgot what they were which i mean like they were literally like their goals like their life goals and they're like oh yeah my life goal was to get married my life goal was to find my mama <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Like, it didn't sit, like, that whole plot point really didn't sit well with me specific. Because, one, I think there were too many characters. We didn't need Justin Long. He could have gone. Yeah, that was all for the sake of getting Brittany naked in the first five yeah. minutes. Dan Aykroyd could have still been the protective father, but we recast him. With what's-his-face? With John Goodman? Yes. <laughs> Recasting with John Goodman. Better already. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, completely cut the mom storyline or at least have him be honest with her. Right. Because it totally sidestepped this other plot point that she has where she's a good singer. Yeah. And everybody knows that she loves singing, but her dad won't let her be a singer. He wants, he's forcing her to be a doctor. Yeah. So there's like, there's whole, that storyline that isn't addressed at all. It's just focused on like, your mom ran away when you were three. We don't need her. We're doing fine. Yeah. He should have just been honest with her and said, now that you're old enough, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to, like that could have been the, the, like the, Mm. the push to get her out the door to actually like be like, oh, I'm really fucking mad at you. I'm not going to do the life that you've planned for me. I'm going to follow my dreams. Yeah. yeah, And go sing. That would have been a much better uh, call to action. That's what I thought this movie was going to (laughs) be. Instead, it's, you don't have anybody to root for. Mm -hmm. Like for real. She's like, I don't even want to do it. Like, that's what she was like the whole time. Like, eh, everybody, everybody's so blase about it. Like the only one that actually like had, emotions Mm -hmm. was Mimi yeah Mimi's like yeah I'm pregnant but I'm gonna fucking go do this thing yeah before this baby comes yeah that's totally cool that's that's Juno yeah (laughs) so which did it in a very good way I don't know how to like really critique this movie because it felt like just spaghetti thrown at a wall and just no nothing felt right Mm mm-hmm Nothing connected with me. Yeah. Like for a movie that is so femme centric and so every aspect of this movie was touched by a woman. Yep. I didn't feel that way Mm -hmm. at all. I felt like some music executives were sitting up at the top of Capitol Records in Hollywood Mm -hmm. saying we need Britney Spears to shake her ass in her underwear and sing all these songs so we can sell this soundtrack. Right. They had the song, I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman, and they were like, make a movie to fit these lyrics. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Which kind of reminded me, I mean, it was a little bit Beaches. Not as good as Beaches. (laughs) That's another thing, too. I feel like they had her character in this be just all kind of fantasies. They're like, she's the smart one. But when you take off her clothes, look at this, like, expensive lingerie, yeah. you know, and tight body she has, you know? Well, and, and be, her comfortable being 
naked or yeah. being like that. Right. And just like, no, but every day she's just like wearing sweats and being the, the hangout chill girl. But she wasn't. Like there was never, I never really felt like she was wearing anything that a stereotypical smart girl would wear. Yeah. She was just like a pink version of Zoe Deldana's character, fashion wise. Yeah. It's so funny that until like the very end where they're doing like the music video portion of the movie, we were like, oh, that is Britney. Yeah. <laughs> she's actually wearing Britney clothes. She's got Britney style. She's not acting. She's just performing her regular show. Yeah. And I'm like, and then it's just like, it's like the veneer has gone away. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. When she's allowed to do her shit, her mm-hmm. shtick, she's very good at it. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why she's Britney Spears and she's still relevant. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like every other part of the movie is just like, I don't know, behind. It's not her. It's not. No, it's not her. And it's not even, they didn't even give her anything to connect to the character. Really. I felt, I felt like they were just like, Oh, you're going to be really good at singing. Your character's just going to be really good at singing. Yeah. Just out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. And pole dancing. Yeah. (laughs) It, It could. Okay. So when we talk about how actors are bad, a lot of that responsibility, I feel, not only lies on the actor, but it lies on the director. Mm-hmm. Because the director didn't do anything to help draw anything out of her. I really felt like she was just flat. Like, she just didn't... She may have had too much direction, yeah. maybe. Like, there were, there were just 8,000 people in the room deciding what was supposed to be done mm-hmm. for this movie. Like, it's too many cooks. And that's why they... Ca- they di- hired a music video director Mm -hmm. because that's really easy to just come in and just have a bunch of producers basically direct behind the director it's Mm -hmm. shitty as fuck but it happens and it's a very terrible truth of the industry and that's a huge disservice to the actors Mm -hmm. the actors have to be there every day and have to figure out who is going to be directing today. Yeah. And that could lead to all of these just miscues. Like, where are we going? It's hard to do a story when every day it's another executive being like, no, you have to do it this way. Yeah. It's not the way we rehearsed, but you have to change it now. Be pouty, but sexy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what's weird, though? That NSYNC exists in this universe. (laughs) Yeah. But... I think it would have been great if in her bedroom, which I don't know if it was, I wanted the poster above her bed to be Justin. I wonder if he, like, was just very very anti <laughs> being involved. Mm. I don't know. I just didn't like the movie. You didn't like the movie, eh? And it's going to be very hard to analyze because there's just chunks that were irrelevant, so you just kind of threw them away in your mind. Yeah. So, because... It's a road trip movie where nothing happens. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, every 10 minutes, the plot line changes directions. So, it's like the information that we thought was relevant at the beginning is totally irrelevant. Because, like, Justin Long's character is so irrelevant, she doesn't even talk about it. She didn't even say if she broke up with him. (sighs) She didn't even say if she did it with him, which she didn't. She did say she touched a penis in the movie. She didn't say in what sort of manner. 
penises feel weird. Like, that's just <laughs> all I'm going to add to that conversation. I, I I don't know why, but all I'm thinking about is when I had to make masturbation sound effects in college. You know what we used? What? We took a pill bottle uh-huh. and filled it with um, a little bit of water and a little bit of corn syrup mm-hmm. and a little bit of air at the top so that there was enough for an air bubble to move through. And then we shook it back and forth in front of a microphone. Nice. It sounds exactly like fapping. Nice. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It really does. <laughs> There's your penis content. Yay. <laughs> now you know you're listening to the cutaways. <laughs> Crossroads. It's a movie. But That's you should watch terrible. Josie and the Pussycats. You should yeah. watch you should watch Coyote Ugly. We already covered that movie. Yes. Go back. Yeah. It's a much better version. Yeah, it's the same movie, essentially. They are little girls in the beginning, and Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn is there. Oh my god, I feel I feel bad for Jamie Lynn too. Anyway, Jamie Lynn's there. Jamie Lynn's there. They're burying a little friendship box, and they'll always be friends forever, except they're not. I just like how they think that a piece of plastic, like unsealed, mm-hmm. is going to protect the cardboard that box. cardboard box from the for eight years. Yeah, they have planned to dig it up. At midnight of their high school graduation, and they're they're filling it with their wishes, but their biggest wish of all is to be best friends forever. Spoiler alert: <laughs> they are not. Uh, but then they are. But then yeah, they're not. But then they're not. <laughs> the movie starts out Brittany in her underwear, like literally, it's the first thing is Brittany in her underwear. Yep. And then her dad, played by Dan Aykroyd narrowly misses coming into her room while she's in her underwear. Yeah, he just enters. He did just enter her room. It was very uncomfortable. While she's getting dressed and being like, you gotta practice your valedictorian speech, baby. Yep. So the girls hate each other now. They, like, legit hate each other. Yeah. And at graduation, we learn that she's gonna go to med school and not pursue music, even though everybody thinks she should. And later that night, she cries to her dad that she never did anything. She didn't go to any parties. I've completely forgotten this part. I know. It's not <laughs> relevant at all. <laughs> she never did anything because she was studying. I mean, like, I, I get that. I, yeah. So then it's graduation night, but it's also like prom it's graduation. I have no formal. idea. No one knew what, how high school worked. It was formal graduation night. Like, we didn't see graduation. We saw a party that night of epic. It was uh, like they were trying to just shoehorn in the prom reference so that Brittany could be naked. Yes. 100% Brittany is a loser. Because she's dating Justin Long? Yeah. And it's... And, like, fucking Zoe Saldana Kit has these lines of, like, you're a nerd and a virgin and nobody likes you. <laughs> like, get out of my way, loser. Yeah. You ran into me. Doesn't matter. I'm the popular one. Like, that was yeah. literally the dialogue. <laughs> I'm the popular one and you're a virgin, which I guess is why she hooks. She tries to hook up with Justin Long, who they weren't even, like, in love with each other. No, he made a list of why they should. Because they were lab partners and they shouldn't go to college as virgins. And yeah, she was just like, okay. Yeah, his list was basically just like, 
I can't go to college because I'm uh, as a virgin because they do things to virgin guys in college. Like what? <laughs> do they force strippers on them? Like what does that what even is, mean? I don't know. How does pe- how do they know that it, you're a virgin? Yeah, do they like have a sensor that goes around <laughs> your penis and it's just like beep 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 virgin? Yeah, never entered a vagina. Uh, how do they know they don't know how do they know like the girls Ooh, do they do a hymen test that's oh, terrifying God, that is terrifying whatever some handmaid's tales bullshit yeah so we see her again like in her underwear they're fancy up- underwear fancy very too fancy for her underwear yes cause she's a nerd yeah a small town nerd <laughs> This is lacy shit. Yeah. This is Victoria's yeah. Secret. It's high time. end. Like, that bra is $50. Yeah. <laughs> and Maybe 75 And it's got the matching panties. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fabric only costs the manufacturer $3. It's like a $100 piece that yeah. she's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she got it on discount. Yeah, <laughs> but no thong should cost $50. <laughs> You're like, I could just buy the big pair and then, like, cut it up to make three. (laughs) We're going to Piper Chapman this shit. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of, Mimi. Mimi. Pensatucky. Pensatucky is pregnant. She's a prego. And nobody likes her because she's white trash and pregnant as a teenager graduating from high school. Hey, at least she graduated. Yeah, go her. Normally, they they send the pregos off. To not, the farm. Not in my school. Well, again, I went to a Catholic school. Oh, right. Okay, so they don't do it. They don't have the sex. We think. Yeah. It's left, uh, it's, it's left she, for she interpretation. She want to do it, and I think they leave it at that, so I interpret it as they don't do it. Well, and they also, like, so Pensatonki is trying to get them to go to dig up the box, because that was their promise. Yeah. And everybody keeps telling her no. Yeah. So then it cuts to... At the tree, mm-hmm. Pensatonki is there, and so is Zoe Saldana and Britney Spears. So it's like, y'all said no. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Like, and then what? they're like, let's do this. <laughs> but what drew them there? I have no idea. What drew them to get back together? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's just bullshit. Yeah. Because they weren't doing anything else there that night. There are plenty of story devices that can be used. Oh, also, side note, Kit's fiance is a long distance in California fiance, and he's never coming home to see her because he's a jerk. We know this. Yeah. Why doesn't she? she yeah, she's she's very like, but you'll visit on this date. No. What about this date? No. Oh, girl, at some point you got you got to know. Mm hmm. I mean, I'm not trying to victim shame you because you are a victim of a horrible human being mm. who manipulated and took advantage of a teenager. But, mm-hmm. like, run. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, that guy, he's in, He's a year older than them. So he would have probably been... He's 18. At he, the- he committed statutory rape. Yes. Wow. We've talked a lot about statutory rape already today. Ah... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Warning, this movie has stuff. <laughs> Although it's only rated like PG-13 for like teen drinking. <laughs> Which they didn't even look like they were drinking. No. Okay, so the wishes, as we discussed in the box, is that they had the, the bridal Barbie belongs to Kit. 
she wants to get married, and they're like, oh, you're you're already on your way to that 18-year-old high schooler with an engagement ring. They're in Georgia, okay? Don't know where. It doesn't seem like it at first. Yeah, but if you're like, where the hell are these people? That and you Google it. They are in Georgia. It makes kind of sense once they like start going on their road trip and you see where they are. Lucy's locket is in there because Lucy's wishes to find her mom. And Mimi's got a little globe there because she's always wanted to travel to California and put her toesies in the Pacific. Also, Mimi wants to audition for this recording company, which is conveniently in Los Angeles, Los Angeles, California. And so she's like, hey, bitches. I'm going to go on Sunday. I'm going to leave this town because I ain't going to get stuck here. They're like, you're going to get stuck here because you're pregnant. She's like, "Uh uh-uh, taking this baby on a road trip. You want to (laughs) come? Also, there's this weird guy in this this band. He's going to take me. He's driving. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. And they're like, okay. Ends in murder. Yeah. He may have murdered somebody. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, I know you're supposed to do dumb and stupid shit when you're, like, 18, but, oh, this movie gave me so much anxiety. Because <laughs> not only was it bad, so many bad decisions were made. Mm-hmm. Lucy, the nerd, calculates the money that they have between them, which is only, like, $40. And she's just like, guys, how did you plan to eat and get gas and stay at hotels on this road trip? And everybody's like, uh... We didn't. Not my trip. So she's like, we have just enough to stay at this shitty hotel. Yep. Which is like a sex dungeon. Yep. But then I'm skipping so much because nothing happens except for they think Ben killed somebody and Ben makes goo goo eyes at Lucy. Were they goo goo eyes? I didn't. Like as soon as she gets in the car or like walks in away, he's always like. <laughs> like creepy vampire man yeah like he's got something in his His eye eye. (laughs) i must see you through my eyelids like he's adjusting his contact lenses (laughs) dust is scratching his eyeball that's how you know he likes her (laughs) he has a seizure (laughs) she's just that powerful Cause she's Britney. She's Britney, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> I'm toxic. Yeah, this is like before prime Britney, which yes. is so sad. This is like we're still making Britney this young high schooler, you know. This isn't like sexy Britney. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's right around like, oops, I did it again, blah, 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 blah. She's so lucky. Yeah. Yeah, like that, like safe, safe, sexy Britney. Lucky would have been a much better (gasps) vehicle for this movie. Motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) The music video is a movie in itself. Yeah. It's my favorite Britney Spears song. What? You call up Jive Records right now. (laughs) And tell them what a disservice they've done. Yeah. Go back in time (laughs) and make Crossroads about Lucky. (laughs) Way better. No, the two songs in this were overprotected and not a girl. Not yet a a woman. woman. (laughs) I hate that song. So did the rest of the world. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, where were we? Oh, yeah, the car breaks down, of course, on a road trip. Breaks down in Louisiana. The radiator cracks, and it's going to be $350. Because Brittany knows. Because her dad's a mechanic. Her accent goes all over the place. Everybody's does, except for Mimi, because that's just her. That's just Mimi. <laughs> it's Pensatucky. While they're being pissed off about being broken down, Zoe Saldana is fighting pregnant lady Mimi, pushing her around. I'm like, dude, you are... I thought somebody was going to get hit by a car. Yeah. That happened a lot in this movie. They were just like, we're in the road. We're <laughs> in the road. <laughs> Look both ways, bitch. Brittany. Brittany. Brittany owns the road. <laughs> she controls the cars. Yeah. And the weather. Yeah. And she's a flight attendant. <laughs> a sexy flight attendant. I just miss, like, chill Brittany. Quirky Brittany. Mm. Like, that's all I want. I like Brittany when she's, like, kind of corny. Yeah. She but wasn't self-aware. This. Yeah, she just wasn't self-aware yeah. in this. Yeah. So Mimi has a good idea. And her good idea is a karaoke contest. Which, how did she hear about this? There was no internet. There were no <gasps> smartphones. You're right. Maybe there was a flyer at the mechanic shop. They were in town. They yeah, got towed. But there was nothing like that was there visually for the audience yeah. to be like taken on this journey with them. Yeah. And then at the karaoke contest, Kit's like, if we want to win. And this is where like Kit has just the weirdest character ideas like of all three of them. Kit's like, we want to win. We got to be sexy. So we're going to just wear half of all the clothes that we're wearing now like three quarters of but we're it wasn't even like they had different okay yeah the amount of baggage yeah that they had oh yeah did not equate to how many pieces of clothing they had right they had magic mary poppins luggage like hermione was on this trip with them blessing their bags with her hermione magic but there were pajamas for every day. Yeah. Pajamas for days. <laughs> there were so many pajamas you could have a drinking game. Every time there was a pajama Because there's new pajamas, like, <laughs> all the time, every day. New pajamas. Like, how? I wear, like, the same pajamas for a while. <laughs> Ashley's in pajamas right now. <laughs> that I've worn for three days. Yeah. Well, I did change the pants, but... I change according to the weather. So, yeah, it's this karaoke contest that is... It's audience participation. If the people doing karaoke suck, you can boo at them. But if they do really well, you give them lots of money in baskets that they pass around. So their goal was to make a lot of money shaking their goods with Britney on the the stripper pole singing I Love Rock and Roll. Yeah, originally it was going to be Mimi. This is like when Mimi just like evaporates. Yeah. It's Mimi who had, like, the, the... The dream and the drive. Yeah, to sing. And then she gets up on stage, and all of a sudden she's like, Lights! Oh, there's lights in my eyes. I can't. How? I can't. Do it, Brittany. She says, you gotta do it. Do it. You gotta... I can't. And I was really upset by this. Yeah. It's such, like, a false... How are we going to get Britney Spears to sing in this? We'll have the one girl twist her ankle. That didn't happen, but... It's just the same yeah so they make a lot of money they make so much money that they can stay in really grand hotels for the rest of the trip in la yeah well malibu 
Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. This was shot. L.A. was supposed to be. Yeah. They put it on the beach. And I'm like, where are you? You're Malibu, bitch. <laughs> Santa Monica doesn't have those no. rocks. It didn't look anything like Santa Monica. It didn't like look anything the, like Venice. It didn't look yeah, anything. It, like the water was too close to the to the road, to the yeah. shore. It had to have been like, Malibu. That was Malibu. So the girls become friends again because they weren't already. They weren't. They still hated each other. But now they're sharing their truths because they had this bonding moment where they made a shit ton of money. That's never been our bonding moment. No, it never <laughs> And it never will be. <laughs> Donate to our Patreon. No. <laughs> Feed us. They talk about their parent problems. They talk about Mimi being raped, <laughs> which they should have been like, your problem's way bigger than my problem. <laughs> Tell us who it was. And then she's like, I don't remember. Yes, you do. Yeah. And then she had decided that she was going to give the baby up for adoption to people who are looking. It's a that Juno. she got from a magazine. Like in Juno. Yeah. But Juno didn't exist yet in this. No. Diablo Cody watched Crossroads. Crossroads. Confirm. Headcanon. <laughs> <laughs> so the girls are like, why did we stop being friends? I love you guys. Do you, though? So then they steal the car from the s- Ben in the backseat napping. And then they sing, scream, man, I feel like a woman. And then Ben freaks out because he's like, I'm a guy. Keep your girly stuff away from my manly stuff. <laughs> Vagina-ness. Yeah. I have a penis. This was the weirdest, like... Hissy fit? Hissy fit ever. We've seen some really weird hissy fits. But this was, like, the weirdest gendered hissy fit ever. Yeah. It's like, I'm around you girls all day, all night, and my car's the only thing that hasn't been tainted by your girliness, and now you've got Shania Twain on my radio. Man, I do not feel like a woman. <laughs> ah! And then they're like, and then he like, sorry, <laughs> pops out some guns and shoots things. <laughs> I need to get in my his masculine <laughs> rage. He, 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 he puts his hand into a bush and pulls out a rattlesnake and bites its head off. <laughs> because they were driving, they were like in Texas. At yeah, this they were like in the middle of the desert. Yeah. I, I couldn't take him seriously at all after this. No. It just was like, what? Even as an actor, like, couldn't you say, no, mm. this is not a re- normal reaction? He, I don't think he had any sway to say no. Couldn't he, like, been like, yeah, but, like, can we try it this way? I don't know. It was so random and weird and gendered and just he didn't feel like a woman yeah it, it, no it just was like there to make that joke yeah it's it's so bad it's that this part's the worst which is saying something <laughs> okay but then we learn ben's truth ben had gone to jail but he didn't murder anybody that we know of he was saving his stepsister from his evil stepfather who's abusive, but it's against the law to drive a minor across state lines. So yeah, he had to do time. Six months. I don't think that's a real thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's a real law. I'd be interested to know. 
So da, 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 da. they stop on the side of the road because Ben's like, look, it's a sunset in the desert. And they're like, yay, we've changed our tune. We want to camp out here. And they're like, OK, great. And then there's some solo time with Lucy and Ben, and she's writing her poem that I'm not a girl, and then they almost kiss. And then they're in Tucson, where Brittany's mom lives. And she's like, I think we should surprise her, right? Yeah, we shouldn't call ahead. I think the surprise will be great. Everybody loves surprises from their children that they walked out on. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. They moved five states over. Yeah. To get away from. And started their own family and didn't tell anybody. Or ever make contact. Yeah. She definitely wants to see you, Lucy. This is definitely a good plot point. Yeah. Yep. Kim Cattrall is not too thrilled. She's got a new family. And then we see Lucy goes back to the hotel in the rain. She never wanted me. I was a mistake. Again, something... I feel that I could connect to on a very deep level, mm-hmm. but felt nothing. Wow. At all. Which I was very upset by. Yeah. I was just like, this feels so exploit. It just, it's exploiting something that is very real that happens to children in America. Mm-hmm. Yet it felt so surface level of exploring. Like, I'm going to cry and then get over that. Yeah. Like, she didn't channel that pain into a song or something. Yeah. I'm not a girl. No, that's where Lucky should have come in. Ah! She's if we so had lucky. to keep the fucking mom storyline. She's a star, but she, she cry, cry, cries in a lonely heart thinking. If there's nothing missing in my life, why do these tears come at night? Oh my god, I can't believe we pulled that off. (laughs) (laughs) From memory. (laughs) It's like I'm 12 years old again. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, yeah, she cries to Ben, and then Ben writes the music for her for the I'm Not a Girl, and then they finally smooch, and then Ben gets a stick out of his ass, and when they're driving, he puts on Cheryl Crow, and they all sing. And have a good time. And have a good time. <laughs> if it makes you happy, why the hell are you so sad? Because you're watching this movie. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And then they make it to L.A. Sort of. Slash Malibu. (laughs) Lucy's like, why didn't I do something for me for once a long time ago? I'm going to stay. And have sex with Ben. Yep. I'm like, don't do it. You're changing your life because of this. This ragamuffin? (laughs) This ragamuffin. (laughs) (laughs) This this guy with the shittiest tattoos. Yes. (laughs) Like the most one culturally insensitive oh god they oh god this is a white man Mm -hmm. with either native american they were tribal tattoos yeah they were definitely tribal tattoos oh god whether or not they were pacific islander or Or native Native american is yet to be determined but holy shit (laughs) the moment his shirt came off it's just like the wings on his back i'm like no why i'd be like i am turned off now (laughs) It's very like my boner went away. Yeah. I mean, I never had one to begin with <laughs> with this moment. But no, 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 no. But like, especially for him, I did not find him attractive at all. No, no, 
no boners for this guy. We need Tay Diggs. We need to bring Tay Diggs. Tay back. Diggs. <laughs> okay, so they're gonna sign up for the audition. Ben's gonna put a band together with some guys he knows in L.A. Okay. <laughs> Kit calls her fiance uh, because he's in L.A. and and y- you can do my joke. <laughs> he's an L.A. Dodger. Cause he's gonna dodge your ass. <laughs> <laughs> It was her best pun. Her (laughs) best L.A. pun ever. Oh, we got to use that for something later. (laughs) That's what we're going to say now for anybody who ghosts us in L.A. We just call him an L.A. Dodger. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. It's so, like, on point Mm -hmm. and just perfect. We create miracles on this podcast. (laughs) We hit with the kids. Yeah, we're lit and whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We're on fleek. I don't think they say on fleek anymore. I don't think they do either. It's just amusing to me. Are nobody's eyebrows on fleek anymore? Okay, 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 okay. So yeah, Kit and Mimi go to see the fiancé guy. At the same time, we cut to a scene of Lucy and Ben standing in front of a window in front of the beach. And he goes, are you sure? Which is code for, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Which they Let's weren't even like making all. out or anything. They were just standing there looking at each other. And he goes, are you sure? And she goes, yeah. And then they both take off their shirts. Brittany didn't take off her shirt, though. She took off a shirt that was over a camisole. But also, like, she was having pro. She kept grabbing the sleeve. In the take that they used on the wide, mm-hmm. she kept grabbing the sleeve. Mm. So when they cut to her pulling the shirt over her head, yeah, it was not a matched action. Yeah. Well, it was probably like, don't do it in the wide. Because of Mike Pack and stuff. Yeah. No, I get it. It just, it looked... It wasn't... They didn't continuity it, right? And the script supervisor was probably like, Whatever! It's not (laughs) what I told you to do! (laughs) You figure it out. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I want that to be my script supervisor one day. Script supervisors deserve respect. Yeah, yeah. We are four. We are four script supervisors on this this podcast. Hells yeah! I hate it when people point out continuity things and like blame it on the filmmakers. And I'm just like, shut up! You don't know how. Well, I mean, it's not like so. Script supervisor beca- is is a singular role, mm-hmm. and they are supposed to have all this power on set. But they are not actually given that respect or that Mm-mm. power Mm-mm. on the set. So, really, they've neutered... Because it used to be two. It used to be two separate positions back in the day. It used to be script supervisor and continuity supervisor. Mm-hmm. So, you had somebody who is watching everything on yeah. set to make sure everything lined back up. And then somebody watching the... And somebody watching the script. Yeah, the dialogue. And the dialogue. So then they, they combined the positions and it became strictly the script girls. Mm-hmm. And it's incredibly like the history of script supervisor is really interesting if you kind of like look at it. And it's the probably the only position in film that has consistently stayed 90% working women, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. But it also you can see like how little respect women have in the industry just looking at the history of of script supervisors so definitely encourage people to find out who a script supervisor is and thank them for their service ah 
Because you're a scripty. I am. It's one of the hard job. That's one of the emails I got this morning of like, do you think we can do this in this amount of time? And I'm like, (laughs) not part of my job. Sure. If you try, (laughs) if you don't do half the shots you want to do, it's like you can do whatever you want. I'll write it down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just there to note it. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the movie is about to get dark. Not too dark because it's this movie, but it tries to get dark for a hot minute but without any like consequences or like thinking too long about them you know there are no feelings in this movie yeah so so kit brings mimi to confront the guy and of course the guy's got a girl with him and she's just like yo what's up you're my fiance and he's just like i don't even know every cliche douche thing he could possibly say and or do yeah and then it's apparent that he knows Mimi and then they you know Kit pieces the puzzle together that he drinks from the blue bottles which is the same thing that Mimi had mentioned and then she's like oh this makes sense of when you came home that one time at Christmas and you had a rip in your shirt and da 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 and you did this to her and that's your baby yeah nothing was like explicitly said because if they had it would have been you raped her nobody yeah. ever said the, the word, word rape, rape. <laughs> yeah that's a, a point to make in this. They they always said like, it's your baby, you know, it's not you raped her. Yeah, you fucking dickhead. Yeah, you deserve to be in jail. Yes, it brings up the point that Mimi knew who raped her. Didn't go to the police. Did she not go to the police because it was her friend's fiance? I think that that's part of the reason, but I also do think that the reason of they're not going to believe, the police aren't going to believe her and just going to say, oh, you just got drunk, you're just trailer trash. Mm-hmm. And based just based on mm-hmm. like the fucking stock bullshit that they were feeding us at the beginning, I think it, it's partially, yeah, I cared about my friend and I didn't want yeah. to hurt her. Yeah. Because she wasn't going to believe me. Yeah. Oh, that would have been like exploring that storyline of like believing women. This whole there's so many like pieces in this that could be good. Mm-hmm. But it was just like we're going to throw it all in a ball well, and, f- and just surface it. I feel like Shonda wrote maybe like a darker script and then like the record company came in and were like PG-13, please. <laughs> Or, like, it was all done in editing, where, like, things were cut out or cut down or... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd definitely be interested to know what her original script yeah. was. I would like to see that. So, they get into this argument. Mimi doesn't want to face it, so she runs. But she's running downstairs and she trips. And she's pregnant. So then... So what happens when pregnant women fall downstairs? They go to hospital and then say... I lost the baby. Yes. That would have even been an interesting storyline to explore. The Mm -hmm. whole, like, why do we say, like, I lost it, like, I lost my keys or Mm -hmm. or something. Like, that was a really awesome, like, interesting, intricate line that had very many deeper emotional layers to it. Yeah. And I feel like, why didn't they connect the bridge of, at first, Mimi didn't want to keep the baby, and then she did, and... Lucy was a, you know, an accident baby. Yeah. Yeah. Connecting the whole, like, aspect of mother, like, the 
the idea of motherhood. Yes, that's what it needed. Yeah. Because fucking other, well, she had problem with her mom. Yeah. Like, they all had mom problems. Yeah. So there needed to be, like, just this throughput that connected them. Mm-hmm. And, like, exploring what it, what it, no, one, what it means to be a mother. Mm-hmm. And, two, what it means to be a daughter and, you know, be in this friendship where everything is complicated. Like, yeah. Like, the French, friends exploring what that means for each other. Like beaches. Like beaches. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I got the beaches connection. <laughs> there it is. No, yeah, it's definitely missing that, like, they're coming into their womanhood, but also having to explore what motherhood means to... What motherhood means to them, and then what the, like, how being a mother isn't perfect, Mm -hmm. and, like, every mother is gonna fuck up, no matter how hard they try. Yeah. Every mother is gonna fuck up at one point in time. It was right there. Yeah, it was. It It was literally in within reach. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's right there. Just take it. Take it. Because then you wouldn't necessarily, you wouldn't necessarily need the mother characters to be present, mm-hmm. but to explore it through the, the the friends, like exploring who they are as people yeah, and realizing like how much her father really does love and care about her. Like he just doesn't, he's being overprotective and wants her to be a doctor because he doesn't want her he wants her to be something and feel special and feel like her mom fucked up by leaving her. Yeah. Like she's a doctor. Like you're missing out. Like, fuck you. Look what I did. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. And and how much he cares about her and doesn't want her to be stuck in that place. Yeah. Or exploring what motherhood means to be a, a birth mom mm-hmm. and giving up a child or, exploring what marriage actually means at that age yeah like with kit yeah like there's so many different things about femininity that you can explore there like what it means to be a wife yeah like is she old enough is she too young is like is it just a fantasy like marriage isn't all that that it's cracked up to be let's be honest yeah and and actually show like just real emotions, I think. That's what it needed. It mm-hmm. needed real emotion. Yeah, it was just slapped on to, like, taking all those awesome things that it could have been and being like, well, we're going to make it a teen comedy. We're going to add the boy, which we don't fucking we need We did not all. need the boy. No. And just, like, if it had just been a road trip of them exploring these themes, it could have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, it definitely... And there's definitely... And they still could have sang. Yeah. They could have sang along the way to get money for gas or, or it still could have been the car blowing up. I It could have been that for graduation, Dan Aykroyd gave Britney Spears the car mm-hmm. like it's just because he's a mechanic. Like yeah. he gave her a car and then she still snuck out at night because they got into the argument about how dreams are supposed to, mm-hmm. to be reality. And then she leaves to go fulfill her dream. And that's when they go and she meets at the tree. Yep. Yep. And then they all go from there. Oh, God. We're rewriting this and it's so good. (laughs) See, it doesn't need a sequel. It needs a reboot. There we go. (laughs) Shonda. Shonda, call us. You got the Netflix money. (laughs) Fix your shit. It's the one thing that's always been out of your reach. (laughs) Fixing Crossroads. (laughs) You just go to sleep at night and be like, ah. Britney could still be in it. Mm-hmm. I'd be down. Okay. 
let's we're we're like almost at the end here. Like this is the end that we wanted it to have. So let's talk yeah. about the end that it did have. <laughs> where it's there's like one day they're they're there at like the hospital and they're like, okay, I can't believe this trip is over. Let's go because my dad's here and he says we gotta go. Bye. And then as she's like pulling out and she's like, you know what? I don't want to be like my mom. So don't make me run. I'm going to go and kiss this guy and go to this audition. Which she still could have had this revelation in our rewrite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she auditions with I'm Not a Girl and apparently is probably successful. Well, because her audition is already just a concert. Yeah. Like, nobody... I don't know. Actually, I was going to say nothing's like that except for Edna <laughs> Coyote Ugly. But that, was a, that wasn't an audition. That was a showcase. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> yeah. Showcases are to find artists and new new singles and stuff. Right, right. And she had to, like, you know, submit her music. So, yeah. technically, she had to audition for it. Yeah. We're defending Coyote. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how we, like, uh, like these specific movies and we're really, like, gung-ho to defend them. Even though there's, like, some really <laughs> messed up plot holes in them. Shh. It was the compromise yeah, we, we get these good things, but we have to deal with these shitty. Well, there's a, there's with Ki- I think there's a difference. So there's a difference with the Coyote Ugly, and this is the suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. So we're we're allowing ourselves to suspend our our belief system in Coyote Ugly because it's taking us on a very simplistic story, mm-hmm. and the characters are still stock characters, but they. They tell us their wants and their dreams, and then they back that up throughout the story. Whereas this, it changes so often that mm-hmm. you can't have that same dis- suspension of disbelief because you're having to rework your belief system mm-hmm. throughout all of this. And like that's the thing about stories: is stories are just sharing a specific belief or or structure in your own storytelling. So that's all storytelling is, is sharing a belief system. So if you're constantly changing that belief system, you can't... Right. The world has to be true at all times. exactly. Yeah. So the girls bury a new box, and the box this time is full of their past, and then they say goodbye to their past, and then they're friends forever. The end. Somehow living in L.A. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's that part of, like... (laughs) You drove to L.A. with nothing <laughs> and expect to live here? Oh, girl. Okay. Well, Brittany's gonna... <laughs> She's Brittany, bitch. She Brittany, bitch. You gonna make it with her music. I thought either you or I, I think I was thinking you, could do the, the Lucy last lines okay. as a dramatic reading. Okay. If you could monologue for us, please, Ashley. The last lines of the movie. This time... We didn't make any wishes for the future. We said goodbye to our past. Now, none of us has any idea where life's going to take us. Because what we have is now. And right now, we have each other. (laughs) That was terrible. I don't care. That's my Britney impression. Wow. Uh, Good job. No, terrible. Don't tell me good job. Clap. Clap. Do not praise that. That was horrible. You didn't pass the audition. No. Let's rate this, uh... This? Let's rate this movie. This? This experience. Ashley, what do you what do you rate this? I'm going to rate this movie one half broken carburetors. Wow. I rate this movie 
one seatbelt because nobody wore any. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first. Safety, guys. Come on. It's a teen movie. It's Britney. Britney, bitch. Put your seatbelt on. <laughs> Leave Britney alone. Oh, <laughs> poor Chris Crocker. Oh. All right. Well, we have we have mail. We do have mail. Uh, all the way from across the pond. In the UK. In the UK. The United Kingdom. Hello. <laughs> that's what they say right now. No, that's what we say. That's what we say. I forgot. They say... Hello. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bring out the Eliza Doolittle. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is entitled A Ride Through Rom-Coms. And it's from? From the Femcyclopedia? Femcyclopedia? The Femcyclopedia Podcast. Femcyclopedia Podcast. Sorry, this is a word I have terribleness saying. And it goes like this. Like podcasts? Like rom-coms? Then maybe think about giving the cutaways a listen. Ashley and Justine look at different rom-coms each week and give it a thorough go-over. But in a chatty and fun way. They even had me agreeing with them on some points and totally disagreeing on a couple of others. And I like that in a podcast. There is no point just listening to people that always think the same thing as you. Too boring. The girls have real good chemistry together, and it has made me look at some films again with different eyes. Thanks, ladies. Aw, I like. I really like that point of, of them disagreeing with us. It's good to, yeah, not always be right. Or whatever, not be right. Well, I don't think, see, this is like, I think we've said this multiple times. Is there is no right or wrong answer to what we do. Mm-hmm. It's just like our opinion yeah. on it and yeah, what and connects with us. Yeah, and if you're vibing on that, cool. Yeah, and if you're not, that's totally fine too. Yeah. Like we're, we're Yeah. And let us know like Yeah, we're if, totally open. Yeah. If you're like, well, actually I saw this in a different way, I'd be like, Oh shit, yeah. Okay. Cool. Cause we do that just natural like that's just our relationship. Like, I don't know if, like, f- people just don't really, like, this is just how we are. Yeah. Before we had the podcast, like, this is how we would talk about movies. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we wouldn't be watching Britney movies. No. But, like, we had, we've had, like, dissertation level conversations about Frozen. Yes. <laughs> and that's why she's my wife. <laughs> Wrap it up, home skillet. Well, uh, next time on the podcast, we will be watching 2002's Secretary. Nice. I'm excited for this. Yeah. I love this movie. This is the original the, Mr. Gray. Yes. No, the only Mr. Gray. <laughs> let's, let, okay. Love let's, real here. Let's, let's bring it down here. So, Maggie Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. right? And what's his face? James Spader. James Spader. From from a, 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 a pretty in pink. Yep. In a BDSM mm-hmm. romantic comedy. Yes. Where Maggie Gyllenhaal likes getting her ass banged. Who doesn't? And in like a sexy way. Yes. Like, like give it to me. Yeah. No one has heard of this movie. It seems like what? I don't know. I don't. I don't hear about this movie talked about like in the lexicon of movies. Mm-hmm. But this is like something that I really enjoy. It's artistic. Mm-hmm. It really brings like BDSM culture into the light. It's not abusive, mm-hmm. like Fifty Shades of Grey is often seen as. It's like a big deal because it was one of the first like BDSM movies that also included the the female gaze. I hope it holds up. Yeah, I haven't I seen it in a while. I saw it in college. Yeah, a while. <laughs> The secretary. Secretary. (laughs) 
next time. Next time. Well, if you like this podcast, why not become a patron? Support the Cutaways podcast at patreon.com slash cutaways podcast. We have all of the goodies. Dude, I want to shout out to Michelle. Michelle. Awesome patron. She was $1. Now she $4. Oh. She going to get some goodies. She wanted to see that music video. She wanted to hear the additional content we have over oh, on our yes. Patreon. Oh, you just you just watched another movie for that. Yes. Because Justine has time and Ashley has no time. Justine has no life. Justine has no boyfriend. So <laughs> You're my boyfriend, podcast listener, no matter what gender you are. Genderless boyfriend. Yep. My favorite kind. Xander will be your boyfriend. Xander's a dog. Xander gives you cuddles. Yeah, that's true. I do need cuddles. Anyway. And what's more important in a boyfriend than cuddles? That's true. That's all I really want. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Is there a Tinder for cuddles? We've talked about this. Oh, There's right. entire groups of people who will cuddle you. I forgot we did talk about this. <laughs> LA is a magical, magical place, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Carry on. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Well, if you like all of this content, you can find all of this and more at our website, thecutaways.com. Um, it's going over a little bit of a makeover once my husband has a chance to, you know, be present in my life. And we love makeover montages. We do. <laughs> Maybe I'll make one. <laughs> Sam just sitting there coding. Um, you can also find us on all of the social media at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as at Cutaways Podcast. That sounds so easy. It does. Yes. <laughs> Please leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. I just downloaded a new one recommended by the great Christopher Visser. Of Saltmates? Of Saltmates. He has his own podcast now, ladies and gents. Our little Chrissy Viss. Oh, uh, Chrissy Viss. <laughs> You'd hate that. He's going to hate it so much. <laughs> yes, him and his wife now have a podcast, but he just gave me uh, the recommendation of using Overcast. Oh, yes. I know iPhone. some people use Overcast. I actually like it a lot more than the Apple Podcasts mm -hmm. thing. It's so much cleaner. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to get to. Nice. So that's my recommendation. Cool. So Not sponsored. <laughs> no. What, who would sponsor this? <laughs> oh, right. We have patrons. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all for today's show. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Hello, it's Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts, the podcast that features two types of episodes which alternate. The Sunshine ones offer inspiration drawn from nature, but in the Power Cut ones, I share honest insights into my life living off the power grid in rural New Zealand. If you'd like to check it out, it can be found where good podcasts can be downloaded, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SunPowerPod. Until then, be empowered by nature. <laughs>